Hey everyone, welcome to the For the Win podcast. I'm your host, Hemel Javeri. I'm taking over this Tuesday because my man Charles Curtis is on vacation. That must be nice. It it must be nice for him, that's for sure. What a nice <laughs> editor he has to be like, sure, Charles, go on vacation. Joining me today is our managing editor, Nina Mandel. Who is the nicest boss, clearly. You're welcome, Charles. Clearly a nice boss to let Charles spend time with his family. God, what is that about? And Evan Thorpe, our video producer. What's up, Evan? What's up? This is a super um, interesting day for me because all three of us are here in a studio. Generally, we never see each other in person, so it's a big day. (laughs) I think this morning I said, wow, Nina, I haven't seen you in like three months, I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) I hide from you guys. It's fine. Nina's out doing doing work. Um, all right, so we're here to talk about the NBA Finals, but before we kind of get into preview mode, I need somebody to explain to me what the H-E double hockey sticks happened with the Rockets last night. Because from an article on our website, it says that they blew, they blew, they missed 27 three-pointers. I don't know if it was 27 straight three-pointers. It, it was 27 straight. Yes, 27 straight three-pointers, which before you guys explain what happened, I just need to point out that the, like, uh, the confidence to keep shooting threes when you can't make threes is insane. What would they say? You, uh, Oh, my God, I forgot the quote. Was like, you take all the shots. Yo, you miss all the shots you don't take. Yeah, so they <laughs> was taking all of them. I know, but they could have had a couple of two-pointers in there, and they would have been fine. Um, yeah, I don't know who wants to go first, but Nina or Evan, I just can we break down what happened last night? Because I was pretty distracted with game one of the Stanley Cup final, but I was following this on social media, and in the beginning of the game, it felt like the Rockets were going to win. And then when I checked back in 20 minutes later, their world had imploded. Yeah, I mean, I'll start. I think that that basically sums it up. I mean, I think so. What happened really for the Rockets is that Chris Paul, um, who was a pretty key part of their team, was out with a hamstring uh, injury. And so they, I think to me, just kind of ran out of gas. So they were ahead. They were ahead. It looked pretty crazy. We were like, whoa, the Warriors aren't going back to the finals. And then the Warriors reminded us that they had Kevin Durant and Steph Curry on their team and now they're going back to the finals (laughs) yeah it's basically like game six Rockets came out on fire hitting from three and then you got third quarter Steph and third quarter KD came out and it was just basically a different game after that it was all Warriors wait can you change my nickname to third quarter Hemel because I think that sounds awesome (laughs) no because people lose the game in the fourth quarter a lot and I don't want that to be a thing we do it for the win well oh yeah um so the other thing is that Steve Kerr had this crazy uh, interview after, I guess it was the first quarter, where he was just like, we're playing really terribly. And then he just walked away from the camera. So they were playing really, really bad. Is it just, is that just their style? I think. I mean, I know it's not their style, but. Yeah, I, I think what happened in the first half is Draymond said after the game, well, like, sometimes they just want to fill it out and see what's going on. And. You know, they waited to the other team to get tired before they knew, like, all right, this is our time to take over. And, you know, they just they just didn't play well in that first half. It's kind of like if you watch those nature shows, the lion just waits for its predator to wear itself out before it, like, pounces. It just, like, waits for the buffalo stuck in the water to, to get tired and stop moving so it, it exerts the least amount of energy possible. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I also 
think this is a thing that a lot of great basketball teams do. Um, UConn women, and I know UConn women is not the same thing as the NBA, but back when they were on their win streak, what they would do is they would just sort of keep everyone within like 10 points, but it was those 10 points that at the end of the game just seemed impossible. And you would see these teams who just get so frustrated because they're like, oh, we've totally got this. We're totally going to be the team that upsets them. And then they just couldn't because they just managed to hold them back. And I think that's what Golden State does so well. They just always make sure that they win at the end. And I think that must be terribly frustrating to be another team on the end. Yeah. For the Rockets, it was like all season they talked about they made all the trades and signings just to beat the Warriors. And, you know, you were a game away. And then, you know, your leader and Chris Paul just can't go because of the hamstring. So you just feel bad for him. Yeah, I feel bad for them. Um, Tim Bontemps in the Washington Post today had a really good point that if they j- could just add one more shooter in the offseason so that they don't have, like, three guys at 33, not that 33 is old, you can totally go at 33, <laughs> look at LeBron, um, playing that many minutes, they'd be in a lot better shape next year. Um, is there a chance for the Rockets next next season? Like, this wasn't just a one-off, right, for them? I, I think you have too many things to put into account for the offseason. Uh, Clint Capella is a free agent. He was a big part of their success. At one point, him, uh, him, Harden, and Chris Paul were, like, undefeated in the league. Mm-hmm. So if they can re-sign him, re-sign Chris Paul, but they also have a lot of veterans who, you know, you have to decide, do you want to let them go? Do you want to bring in younger talent? So it's a lot of decisions that uh, have to be made in the offseason. So their window might be closing. <sighs> it's so hard to say in the NBA because, you know, like, OKC a couple years ago, everybody's like, oh, well, yeah, they're going to be here next year. And we never saw that team go to the finals. So this could be their only opportunity, especially with the Warriors in the mm-hmm. West. In the West. Um, whose play surprised you most last night? Um, I think more than surprised me most, I think the fact that he is a player on this team going to the finals is Nick Young. Oh. Swaggy <laughs> P, he's been in the league for 11 years, I think. I think it's 11 years. Um, anyways, and he's never been to an NBA Finals. So last night they asked him about going to an NBA Finals, and he was like, said something like, I'm really excited, but I got to go celebrate. So, like, I really don't want to do this interview right now. Uh, he said he had to go turn up, okay? Right, I did correct. see that. He did say he had to go turn up, and uh, more power to him. Yeah, so I guess I wasn't really surprised by anybody. I think we've all seen the Warriors do what they do when they win. But I think just the fact that I was reminded that Nick Young is on that team, which is the same team, as I pointed out this morning, that gave JaVale McGee the opportunity to tweet last year that he's the first NBA champion with a rat tail. So I think that's just, like, an important thing we should remember as we go into these finals. <laughs> I think the uh, most important, no, most impressive person, I think it was KD. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the reason I said it was because the first half, he just did not look like he wanted to be in that game. And I don't know if it was the yelling at halftime by Draymond or if he saw Draymond's mom's tweets. But, <laughs> you know, he came out hot, and I think he kind of, like, ended it for him. Steph Curry had the great third quarter, but I think fourth quarter KD really did take over. Yeah, and, I mean, that's how they added KD, right, to be that guy, to be that guy who's always going to beat everybody in the league. I mean, So can I be fourth quarter, Hemel? Oh, Why okay. don't you play a whole game? <laughs> but you like hockey, so you should be third, third period. Third period? <laughs> third period, <laughs> We'll talk about that more later. Um, oh, anything? Oh, I was going to ask about Steph. I was going to ask about whether or not he cursed again. Or, or was there no need for Steph to curse? Remember he cursed the last time and his mom was like, uh, I got to wash yeah. your mouth out with soap. I, I know he was on fire third quarter. He could have said some <laughs> bad words, but... 
It didn't even matter because he was on fire. Well, that's incredible. All right, before we talk about a preview and get into what we've got coming up in the finals, we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsors. This episode of For the Win is brought to you by Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting. Legendary sportscaster Dan Patrick, you know him from the Dan Patrick Show, Sunday Night Football, the Olympics, and SportsCenter, has teamed up with Full Sail University to offer an accelerated bachelor's degree in sportscasting. Full Sail University combines hands-on learning, immersive projects, and faculty with real-world experience to prepare students for life in the media industry. And for the Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, they've brought in some of sports media's best to be a part of this program. Longtime ESPN producer and multi-Emma winner Gus Ramsey is heading up the program, and sportscasting pros such as Sage Steele, Jay Harris, Bill Simmons, and many more are involved. Students will learn sportscasting inside and out, on camera, behind the camera, podcasting, radio, interviewing, and everything in between. At Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, you can earn a bachelor's degree in about half the time, as short as 20 months. And you can choose to earn your degree online or on Full Sail's campus in Orlando, Florida. To learn more about Full Sail University's Dan Patrick School of Sportscasting, go to fullsail.edu slash for the win. All right. So the next thing that I want to talk about is, as obvious, uh, LeBron James. The Warriors are going to face the Cavs for the third straight year. Fourth. Fourth, fourth straight year. So many you lost count. <laughs> so Well, I mean, so many that I lost count, but... What do you guys think? Is this enough? Like, do you think LeBron James has it enough, has it in him to kind of single-handedly carry them past the Warriors? No. I mean, I don't think he'd single-handedly carry them past the Warriors. Right. I think that, um, you know, Kevin Love could come back and he could have some help from Kevin Love. At, I don't know. I think that, like, the the Cavs have people like Kyle Korver who are capable of s- stepping up. J.R. Smith could have like an insane shooting night one day. Like, I don't think that LeBron can single-handedly carry them past the Warriors, even though like maybe he could anyways. Um, but I do think they have people who can step up and help. Yeah. So your point is that he might not have to. Right. Yeah. I think you have to get a 40 point triple double out of LeBron every night mm-hmm. in order for him to even have a chance because even on the Cavaliers best day, the Warriors can have an average day and still beat them. The Warriors can have an average day and still beat them. They had an average day yesterday and yeah. still won. And still won. Still won. So they're just really conserving energy. They're, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> just like, oh, we got to play. All right, let's just do it in the third quarter and get it over with. Like, they're the only team who this year, they were super hungover after, I think it was Steph Curry's birthday party. And yes. they were like, they canceled practice. Like, what other team does that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> You a know team what? that has won like continuous, you know, NBA championships is like, you know what, we can afford to take this one off. Yeah. <laughs> but even after they lost in game five, Draymond came out and was just like, Oh, y'all think we're done? <laughs> no, we're not done. Yeah. We're gonna win in seven. Um Okay, so do you think people are tired of this Cavs Warriors narrative? I think people who don't watch basketball are tired of it, but it's awesome and I think it changes so much every year. Like I think this is a very different narrative than the first time that they played it's super different than when they probably different than when the Warriors blew a three to one lead like I I think it's just such a different game every single time and it's amazing basketball and people who are tired of watching LeBron James be LeBron James don't like basketball <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't think basketball fans are tired of it because it's always if LeBron James wins two games anytime they're going to be like 
oh, but he has a chance. You remember 3-1? He was down 3-1 and still won. So yeah. as long as you have LeBron James and a good team he's going up against, it's going to be interesting. Well, that's what they said before Game 7, right, um, is that you never bet against LeBron James. So it really – and motivation does not seem to be a factor for him, right? LeBron James does not seem like the kind of athlete that's hanging out until the fourth quarter waiting to show up. And he can't afford to be with the, the way the, the rest of the Cavs team is structured. Yeah, I think uh, this LeBron is the first time I could say, like, LeBron James is looking forward to the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Before it was like he'll give you three solid quarters and then he'll give it off to Kyrie or – you know, somebody who's hot, but this LeBron James is, you know, he's all in all four quarters. Does he want to win again? I mean, I know everybody wants to win again, but don't you think after a while? He has to. I mean, the it, thing is, like, you know, after the game, after game seven is, oh, well, how does this compare to Jordan? Even Kobe came out and was like, you know, don't worry about it. I have my five. Jordan has his six. LeBron has his. So he's still climbing up there trying to get, you know, the same amount of rings as those guys. I also think you don't play 38 minutes a game at his age. Not that it's old. Um, <laughs> how old is he? 36? 33. 33? Yeah, that's how whenever I worry about being old, I'm like, I'm the same age as LeBron, so there- this is fine. What? Uh, but, he's only 33? LeBron James has been in the league since he was like 12. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I kind of, I was like, yeah, he's kind of old, and I assumed he was pushing 40. But Just his hairline. His hairline. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the hairline. It's yeah. a new one. It's a new hairline, <laughs> so he, get, he gets younger. You know what? He has all that money for a reason, so if that's when he, that's how he wants to spend it, good for him. <laughs> I don't know how, like, what was it? In Miami, he was close to Baldwin, then yeah. got to Cleveland. It was like, hold on, something's different. But no, I mean, now he's balding, and have you seen, like, the patches? Oh, yeah, it's bad. Pa- yeah. But if you look at him before the game, it's fresh. <laughs> I mean, if I had LeBron money, that's what I would do. Um, I know, also, I don't taller mean to, than most people, so like most people can't see the top of his head. So I was, I didn't mean to cut you off because I think you were going to make a point about LeBron's age and how you don't play that many minutes. Uh. Yeah, I think that's my point. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, I think you don't play 38 minutes if you're just like, eh, this is fine, we'll get it next year. I mean, I don't think that LeBron is leaving yeah. anytime soon, but I do think that like he has to see that it's going to be over one day, and I think that he wants all those rings. And I think also with just like Kyrie being gone, there has to be a little bit of you know, like Shaq Kobe in there, where he's like, well, I can definitely win this without Kyrie. He wasn't that important, right? <laughs> oh, look at your eyebrows just went up, Evan. Evan might disagree. Obviously, we know Kyrie was important, but yeah. I, I think LeBron wants to win one. I think he does, but I think that's going to come next year. Maybe he's more focused next year because I think this year has just been a lot of chaos in that Cavs organization. So, Maybe this year he's just like, you know what? I'm going to show people what I can do by myself. The next year I'm heading out to Houston, L.A., Philly, or San Antonio. <laughs> so you think he's leaving? Uh, t- he was looking at uh, houses in private schools in at least three cities this year. I think he just does that to mess with us. Like, I think that he doesn't really even know what he's doing. I think he's just like, you know, it would be fun just to see what happens but if, that's what i would do maybe but, he doesn't think that way why would you stay in cleveland like no disrespect to cleveland uh joe kim noah said it's a great place to be in but you have a lot of older guys who you know he got good contracts for but haven't really helped out in the past couple of years you can potentially get one of your last max contracts of your career somewhere mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. And you could play in a bigger market. I know he loves the L.A. market because... Whoa, whoa, whoa. One second, though. Bigger market. I mean, is there a bigger basketball star than LeBron James, though? It is. No, but the thing is, if you get LeBron James in L.A., 
Right. Not only can he play basketball, he can do film. Mm. He can get into the director role because he has his own projects with, uh, I don't know what his company's called, but. Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. Yes, Uninterrupted. Yeah. And he has his movies. So LeBron James wants to get into that post-basketball career. So you're, yeah, he's transitioning. Next couple of years are transition years, and maybe that's why L.A. makes sense. So. I don't know. I think that his kid, his oldest kid, right, is going into high school. I think he wants him to go to his high school. I don't know. I just, I think he's going to finish out his career in Cleveland. I don't think he wants to go through that again. Oh, you don't? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's, so there's some tweet about this where the worst thing that LeBron James has ever done is a big fundraiser for charity where he happened to mention that he was going for to another team. Um, But I do kind of think from what I read that that was a pretty scarring experience is kind of the backlash that he got for being, for wanting to leave, which I think is also super understandable at the time. And I just, I think he'll stay in Cleveland. Well, I just want LeBron to be happy. So <laughs> he he did what he said he was going to do. He won a ring for Cleveland. So I think like if he was to leave, yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be the backlash where yes. when he made the decision. Right. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think it would be the same backlash. I don't think he would ever do the decision again. And oh, I don't no. think he owes Cleveland anything. But I don't know. I just I can't imagine finishing it out anywhere else. Is well, he weird? might go to L.A. and then come back for his like final season or something. Hockey players do that all the time. They get, like, one last skate or somebody signs them to a contract for, like, a, yeah, a one last year or, like, three weeks or something so you can, like, retire with the team. I can see him doing a farewell farewell tour. Oh, and, yeah. With, like, Dwayne Wade and, like, Chris Paul when they're, like, 45. Yeah, I can see him. And they get him. paid, like, veterans minimum. What was that? Was that <laughs> Who did the farewell tour? Was Kobe. It Kobe, yeah. yeah. But, um, like, do you, I don't know. Like, no offense to Kobe. I wouldn't want to end like that. I mean, that was bad. But I think – LeBron will play probably another eight years. You think I mean, eight years? Eight I, years? I think he might wait until his son is in the NBA. Oh, I can see that. To play with him or to play against him. And then yeah. at the same time, it's just like, all right, this is my last year. Y'all can all say bye to me. Yeah, yeah. I get the feeling that we're having this conversation thinking that LeBron's going to retire imminently. And, like, I'll probably be retiring before LeBron is at this point. Uh, he's just – especially have, since he's only 33. I might have kids watching LeBron play. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> that's how like yeah in shape he is yeah yeah you know other 33 years year olds in the NBA they're like you know oh this is a solid role player mm-hmm. or this is you know somebody off the bench LeBron is still the best player in the league and considering and in relation to all the other leagues basketball does not have the same amount of wear and tear on your body as say hockey or football right because yeah. you you know your body cannot sustain that much physical activity or that those kinds of hard hits that NFL and NHL dish out baseball players uh, basketball players you can be a little bit older and your agility and all that stuff is still intact I think baseball players are the oldest though like, mm, yeah, I agree with you. Some pitchers are like 50 years old. Bartolo. <laughs> Bartolo. He's like 46. Um, before we wrap up, I did want to bring up the $170,000 suits that the Cavs wore. Oh yeah. Oh, God. I cannot believe that, that like that much money on suits. And so I was just going to add to your point when you said about being committed. I was like, you know what? He also spent all that money just on suits, so they must be committed to winning. <laughs> I, don't, I think that LeBron spends a lot of money trying to motivate his teammates. And like, yeah, it's a lot of money to us. But I mean, I mean, hundred tax write off. Yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you know what? I donated some suits to these guys, and you know they look better. But the suits didn't work. I think that's the worst part of it. The suits were the ones on oh, yeah. their worst games. So then once they got back to wearing their regular clothes, they were fine. So I think the lesson here is don't buy suits for people unless it's like for a good cause. I, I think it's just don't buy a suit for J.R. Smith because <laughs> right, he was the JR only go- person to like really have bad games in the suit. 
Do you see him at in the locker room? Everyone else had their clothes on, and he was shirtless. Oh, yeah. I think we're in for another shirtless JR if they win. Uh, he might come on the Speedo if they win this one. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? I did shirtless last time. I need to take the bottoms off, too. Yeah. <laughs> I think he does. If they win, he's got to raise his game. Um, I think I already know the predictions. We, we kind of talked about it, but NBA final predictions before we sign off? Warriors and foe. Whoa. Whoa. Warriors in five. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, but we could be wrong. <laughs> you know, I want to give LeBron a game, but. I'm going to say Cavs no. in seven. <laughs> <laughs> should point out that how Cavs is what happened last night in the NBA. <laughs> Did you say Cavs or Cavs? I couldn't get that. Oh, LOL. So funny. I said Cavs in seven. Well, you might get a free jersey. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. I didn't know. I didn't retweet it. So oh, there's still time. <laughs> I did. I'm going to get my jersey. Oh, because you're such a bargain hunter. Uh, all right, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. This has been super fun. And we will.